Hey guys, it's your girl DJ Pressure with Felicia's Mad Cow Podcast, where making a difference can apply pressure. Mad Cow Podcast's mission is to tell the story behind the artist, business owner, and the everyday survivor while highlighting our kids. Mad Cow Podcast's vision is to be a platform where artists, business owners, and survivors can connect nationwide while giving you information on the latest celebrity news, live interviews, financial tips, community updates, and events. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok, Felicia's Madcap Podcast. And you can also visit the website, www.feliciasmadcappodcast.com. Hey guys, finally we got it right. We got it for you guys to join in with us. I got my guy, JL Thompson, y'all. We are going to talk about all of the great endeavors he has going on, his music. And I just didn't want to start a party without y'all. So if I had to get it right, I got to get it right. So we're going to start it off with... Thank y'all so much for tuning in. This is your girl, DJ Pressure. And we got a, one of Mississippi's own right here, Mr. Big Truck Driver, joining us to talk about everything he has going on. And he is actually from Laurel, Mississippi. So we were talking and we were talking about starting out at four years old. You got where you just wanted to start singing, I Believe I Can Fly. Right, right, right. Let's let's get us going. Let's get it going, cause you know they they a little bit behind. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I started out uh, in preschool. Uh, I was a very outgoing person. Didn't realize that. Now that I look back on it, I was a very outgoing person. I just couldn't help it. It's just me. Uh, a song I believe I can fly for the little graduation or whatever. The group of boys they got everybody together. It seemed like I was the only one up there singing, but. Uh, like I said, I got out there. My favorite part was when you get to the ah, 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 and he go, Woo! that was my favorite part. But uh, yeah, uh, being in law, man, uh, singing at a younger age, like I said, I was in church. My dad's a pastor, so I had no other choice but to sing. Uh, that was the thing at my dad's church. Every fifth Sunday, they called it Youth Sunday. So mm-hmm. me and my sister had to get up and uh, we had to sing together. And uh, our song was an old song, Too Close to the Mirror to See What You See. She didn't sing, but she had one part in the song that she was saying that show don't understand. And I <laughs> haven't sang the whole rest of the song, but uh, it's just been a part of me for a while and I, I can't shake it. You know what? Before we get any further, I like to point out how he got on my show today flashing y'all. Look at this big chunk of chain around his <laughs> neck. Okay, so what's going on? That let us see that up close. Okay, now first of all, I mean you just showing out. You showing that's, out. That's one thing about it. I tell everybody all the time. Now, as far as the clothes, I'm getting better with the clothes. I'm getting better with the clothes. But the chains, that's one thing I've always loved. I've always loved the necklace and the chain. So uh shout out to uh Miss Amber Pierce. With dripping accessories. Uh, every time I hit her up, she always get me right. Exactly what I want. And I dare to be different. I try not to get what everybody else gets. So I got a JL Thompson chain. I got a big truck driver chain. I got a chain that says JL. And I actually had a diamond chain that uh, 
said JL, but I think somebody stole it, but we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna elaborate on that. So she got me my gold JL chain. So it's actually bigger and better than the first one I had. So I'm a chain, a little chain. I see that because I can't <laughs> wear none that heavy around my neck. I don't know. It depends. Maybe if I get a little money in my pocket, maybe I think different. Right. But uh, I just want to point out, y'all, if y'all have not had a chance to follow him on Facebook, he is under Jarvis Thompson. So y'all make sure y'all go in and y'all look for his profile at both the business and the personal because he is a good guy to get to know all the way around. And I am here to make sure y'all get the, the tea on the background of who he is. So we already know he was I four years old. And if you know anything like I know that I I do not sound good right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. He did. Look, so at four years old and, and stepping into those type of shoes, you know, where did you kind of see yourself branching out from there? Uh, to be honest, I never really uh, imagined doing what I'm doing. Uh, like I said, it's always been a part of me. Being in the church, uh, I also play, play piano and organ. Uh, so it kind of just grew with me. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't until recently. Uh, they say it's power in the tongue. And I used to joke all the time because I'd be on Facebook, seeing these blues singers singing all the time, this and that and the other. And I, I joke, I'm going to be a blues singer. I'm going to be a blues singer. And I just started messing around with it. But the more and more I kept saying it, the more and more I kept believing it, and the more and more it started happening. And here I am. I wrote my first song, uh, Gold Digger, and it went from there. So, And... Y'all, I want y'all to make sure y'all hear Gold Digger because um, I actually downloaded. I want to make sure I got Gold Digger on here before I try to reach and go play it. But Gold Digger, when you wrote Gold Digger, what was the story behind that? Oh, uh, well, the story behind that, I can't go in detail because. Uh, you know, we love T9. <laughs> they asked me not to, but. Uh, uh, one of my brothers actually was telling me a story about uh, him and a woman. Mm -hmm. and like, Man, every time I go around, it seemed like uh, I always got to pay for everything. You know, what mm -hmm. I, mean? so I told him, "Hey, man, give me, give me about five minutes. Let me see if I can write a song." So uh, I called him back. I sent him the voice memo of it, and he fell in love with it. So uh, that was my first, first song, my first actual time trying to write something. Well, speaking of Gold Digger, y'all, we're going to go ahead and play it for y'all so y'all can understand where his heart and his man was at the time. Since the juice and the tea is not able to be spilled right now, we can at <laughs> least listen to the song. Yeah, listen to I was talking to my brother the other day. He told me, man, I broke up with my girl. And he told me a story. I thought our love was so strong. Strong enough to build a happy home But I was wrong It was plain to see Every time I talked to She had a price and a fee Two hundred dollars for a nail Three fifty for a hair And I know the clothes she wore Was high as hell I can't believe this woman 
we gave y'all a little something to go look out for because that song right there is a lot of women out there that expecting a little piece of change to do something strange and i don't know now you know desperate <laughs> times called desperate measures oh, yeah. i am oh, not yeah. promoting y'all gold diggers but men encounter that a lot yeah we do especially as a truck driver yeah i mean everybody thinks well, I ain't gonna say that. Uh, everybody thinks a truck driver makes a whole lot of money, which is it's a good business. We do make pretty good money, but at the same time, you gotta realize we're all human as well. We like what we like. Uh, a lot of us taking care of families or whatever the case may be. Now, the ones that's out there that's just getting into it and ain't got too many responsibilities, now you could probably get them. Now, you could probably get them, but uh. There's more seasoned truck drivers. Uh, I mean, we still like to splurge sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, look, look at your neck. We see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, I'm a food person. On the weekends, I like to go get me a seafood platter or some crab legs or something. That's what I splurge on as far as the food and the music. But as far as the clothes and the chain, I, I splurge on the chain just a little bit. But uh, other than that, uh. I mean, and it can go both ways. Uh, a lot of men are gold diggers to women. Uh, I've seen that. So when I'm in my shows, I always ask everybody, have you ever been with somebody that's only been with you for your money? And a lot of them can agree because, hey, there is a lot of men out here uh, sitting at the crib, supposedly the babysitter for the children, and whatever, uh, whatever that woman gives him or whatever he needs the woman pretty much take care of it so in my opinion hey that's a guy gold digger if you want to put it that way right but you know um i've always said as a woman i would never date a truck driver why is that and i'm sticking to it that's my word and i'm sticking to it because i feel like because y'all able to travel so much and I know a man don't have to travel to get any kitty kitty, but I'm just saying you have so many options on the road and quick access. Yeah. And 
it's easy to hide, you know, just like it probably would be easy for y'all to dump a body. But I'm just saying <laughs> y'all could do that type of stuff because y'all on the go and y'all stopping at all these stops and stuff. I just ain't going to never trust you. No, I ain't going to lie to you. That somebody, it might be easy access, but it might not be what you want. That's where, hey, Mr. Truck Driver, come in. Uh, when you hit out, when you'll be like, uh, because everything that glitters ain't gold. Right. And, uh, some of that out there that it might be glittering, but it so ain't gold. So let's talk about some things. You know, how was how was it growing up? You know, how supportive of your of your music career was your family or your voice and your talent? Did your family show a whole lot of support? Uh yes, ma'am. Uh my mom is very, she's very excited for what I'm doing. My dad is too. Uh, he'll tell me in a heartbeat, I get in the pulpit and tell everybody to go listen to my, my son's song because, I mean, it is what it is. He already know. The same folks that's in the churches, the same ones I'm singing the blues to. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Oh, hold on. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to miss that at all. Oh, the yeah. same ones. He's seeing and singing to in the churches the same ones he's singing the blues to. So they oh, let yeah. y'all know. Hmm. Hey, all saints, all, saints, saints, but they sing. <laughs> and it all came from the church. I mean, you got to listen to the songs. Uh, the story is kind of the same and told in a different way. For example, when you're in the church, uh, that's telling the story about God and uh is getting you feeling a certain type of way as far as wanting you to worship but when you go to uh go to the blues side is actually getting in detail and telling your story uh it's telling about the hard long week you've been through or the relationship you've been in with your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend it's more in detail from what it is in the church now they just give you the encouragement and say hey you can still get through it you no matter if your husband is doing this or your husband or your wife is doing this, whatever the case may be, I got this message for you. But uh, with with the uh, blue side, you can actually go in detail and express what that feeling is. So, uh, I mean, music is music. It is what it is. So, so, so every, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody, everybody receives it differently. Everybody tells a story differently but at the end of the day it's all the same and it's all it's doing is telling the story or trying to make you feel better okay so when it came down to family you know let us know about you know any siblings you have you know cousins play brothers <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. any siblings, uh, uh you know how many brothers how many sisters uh i have uh two sisters uh one is in large still uh, and the other one is actually in Utah. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I have a group of brothers that I move around with. Uh, it's about six or seven of us. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's going in separate ways right now, but they still support. We all support each other as much as possible. We got a group message together. Uh, I actually have a brother that's a preacher, and he supports me just like uh, anybody else does. So, uh we got a big, we got a strong support system when it comes to everybody doing their own individual thing. And uh, I'm grateful for them because uh, anywhere they go, you live, but hear J.L. Thompson on their radio, on their side by side, on their uh, whatever, whatever event they having, 
you're going to hear a J.L. Thompson song, and I'm very appreciative of them because uh, they support me no matter what. So Now, where do you fall in between, you know, your brothers and sisters? Like, are you the baby, the oldest, the middle child? Now, with my blood sisters, I'm the oldest. Mm. Uh, with my brothers that I call brothers. Uh, so you have no brothers? No, I don't have any brothers. Okay. No blood brother. Okay. Uh, we're actually, we actually call ourselves brothers in Christ because uh, we've been together so long, we've actually had a mind group together called Brothers in Christ. Okay. But, uh, with them, I'm actually the baby, so uh, hey, it feels good on that end to actually be the baby of the bunch. But uh, with my sisters, I'm actually the oldest. Now, coming up as a child, who was your first influencer, like the artist that you kind of gravitated to the most? It was Johnny Taylor because my daddy yeah. would play Johnny Taylor cassette, the tape. He would play that out in the little red Ford Ranger truck, 1994. His truck is about as old as I am. Uh, he played it out, flip it over, put it in, play it again. Uh, also, uh, Lil Milton, mm-hmm. uh, everything, Bobby Blue Blend, all those guys, those were major in my house because. Uh, I mean, that's the real blues to me. Uh, and you can't take it away. That's that's my style. They actually go in and tell how they feel and tell their story. I always tell them my shows all the time. Uh, for the men, it's hard for them to get their emotions across just by talking. So uh, they had to put it in songs. So that's what I do. I try to put my emotions in songs and try to let everybody know how I feel. Well... Outside of him, was there any type of female artist that also you enjoyed listening to? Uh, Denise LaSalle. She had a song called Drop That Zero. Hey, get yourself a hero. Yeah. Yes, I, I love that song, honey. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, that's a good message for me right now. Well, I, I ain't got them, but you know, you know, you always got that one person you attached to. Yeah. And you know, you can do better, that type of thing. Right. But, but, um, so when you start to step into your calling, being an artist, uh, what's some things that kind of kept you leveled and motivated? Uh, just trying to make good music. Also, my son and my, uh, my wife, uh, they keep me motivated a lot, especially my son. My son is the reason why I practice uh, because uh, we'll get in the... One thing about my son uh, that I've learned is if he don't like something, he don't like something. Mm-hmm. So when I come out the studio, I'll be like, hey, Cam, daddy made another song. You want to hear it? He'll be like, yeah, daddy. So when I turn it on, if I don't see him move instantly, he don't like it. But after a while, they'll probably grow on him. So uh, he's a he's a big push with me because uh, I remember a time uh, with him, I couldn't even buy a Happy Meal for him, you know what I'm saying? And uh, what got me going in my personal life and my business life was him because I always want to be able to provide for my family. And seeing a smile on his face, seeing him happy, is a major thing in my life along with my wife so uh being able to make them happy is is priceless to me uh, so give us the age of your son uh he's five 
Okay. So five years ago, you was in a whole different situation. Yeah. And 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 and, and and what you would definitely say you've matured a whole lot since then and, and more financially stable and feel more of a man for your family because of yes, the decisions you made to grow, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, I love that. I love that it didn't take a woman to push you. It took your son to push you. Now, it may have been a woman saying, hey, you know, you can do it, your wife. Right. But the main source was being able to see that many me. Right. I have a daughter. Well, she looked at me like just this morning when I was leaving at the door, like, mama, you got everything you need. Mama, you leaving your charger. That's that little type of stuff, you know, having them making that let you know they're watching. Right. They're following your lead, even though they're not able to make the moves that we make. They're following us. And your son, he's listening. He's learning how to critique music by listening to what his dad, you know, do uh, was doing as he was growing up. So, I mean, that's crazy. You don't know. He may end up being a music manager. Hey, he he's trying to do something. He'll he'll grab the remote in a heartbeat and just start singing or preaching or whatever the case may be. But I just let him be himself because I don't want to put him in the box. One thing I want for my son is uh when he gets older, I want everything to be open to him as far as him choosing his own path in life. I don't ever want to say, hey, you can't do this, you don't need to do that because of this or whatever the case may be. Whatever he wants to do in life. I'm working now so that when that time comes, he can he can take that avenue of where he wants to go. So just from getting to know you, um, although you've been involved in church, a lot of people are involved in church, active in church, but their heart is not in church. You are a strong spiritual man, family man. Right. You have a relationship with God. Yes, ma'am. And... Uh, would you say how how long ago would you say your relationship actually started to increase with God and and you kind of watch uh, watch how He changed things in your life and you let your faith kind of lead you from there because you pray every phone call we have we're praying. <laughs> you told yes, me man. every meeting you're having you're praying every business decision you make you're praying. Let people know exactly how involved you are with your your father. Uh, prayer is a big part of everything I do. Uh, I tell everybody, you'll never hear me brag about anything that I have because I don't have much. But you will hear me brag about the prayers I pray and the Lord is blessing them every day. He might not bless them right then, but he'll bless them when I least expect it. So uh, it really took me getting out on my own. Uh, you know, when you are in your parents' house, you're kind of forced to believe in God or whatever the religion is. Uh, but once you get out on your own, you really see how big your faith is and how much faith you have. When times come to where uh, you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay a certain bill or you're just trying to find yourself, period. Uh, and I actually went through a time where I actually had to find myself. And once I found myself, uh, the Lord just started blessing me from there. Uh, like you said, I do pray with everybody that I feel a connection with. Uh, I pray in my band practices. I pray with JJ over the phone. Me and my wife pray daily. Uh, I'm teaching my son how to pray. Uh, also, uh, my wife is pregnant, so I got another child on the way. So I teach them how to pray. So, like, can't nobody tell me what prayer won't do because uh, 
everything that's happening to me, uh, it was all a dream once before. And now my dream is slowly turning into a reality. And I'm just grateful because he didn't have to do it. Uh, the people I met, he didn't have to lead me to them. But I'm grateful that he's given me everything I need. And I've only asked one time. You know, some folks keep praying and keep praying and keep praying because they feel like the Lord has been given to them. Yet. Well, you might have prayed about it, but you got to give the Lord time. You might not need it when you ask for it right then. So my thing is, once you pray about it, you let it go and let the Lord handle it. And when it come down a couple months later and you see he gives it to you, that's the time that you need it. He might not even give you what you're asking for, but he give you what you need. So I'm grateful that the Lord is constantly giving me what I need. Sometimes he don't give me what I pray for, but he's giving me what I need in order to keep going. And I'm just grateful. You know, man, that's a strong, powerful message because so many people out there thinking they can do it on their own. Oh, yeah. And and when you try to do things on your own, you will get so many blocks, so many situations that will come up that you won't make it to your destination. Oh, yeah. All because you didn't recognize higher power. Now, to each his own. You know, believe in whoever you want to believe in. I'm not here to tell you not. But just know there's somebody out there bigger than you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and that's that's all it is. Uh, so when it comes to you, how important it is to have that connection, business wise. You know, when you when you out there promoting your music and you know connecting dots with people, how important it is to have that spiritual connection for you. Uh, it's very important because uh, what people don't understand, uh, you come across a lot of different vibes and a lot of different spirits daily. Uh, the wrong one, the wrong interaction uh, can throw you off. So uh, that's why I'm very reserved on who I kind of communicate with. Now, I have learned that you can be cordial with somebody, but as far as having a relationship, is a whole nother different level. Um, so it's okay to be cordial and have a business relationship with somebody, but actually having uh, a relationship as far as uh, letting a person in and working with them on a different level, uh, that's two different things. So uh, I try my best to get a feel for a person first uh, when I'm talking to them with that first that first uh, conversation. And uh, if I feel in my spirit that I can't pray with you, uh, I kind of leave them alone because, like I said, prayer is a big part of everything I do. And I don't want to get somewhere and want to pray. And, you know, that's, that that vibe or that energy isn't in line with what I'm trying to do. So right. uh, I thank God so far, like I said, everybody that I've come in contact with, uh, I've been able to do that. And the crazy thing is I've come in contact with the wrong people that mm -hmm. I've actually prayed with. But the Lord slowly removed them without me even having to say a word to them. One thing I say in my prayers is, uh, Lord, I ask that anything that comes my way negative, that you block it. But if I have to go through the negative, Lord, you bring me out stronger than I was before because I want our positive vibe. So, so far, so good. The Lord has blessed me in that realm. That's all great views. Now, when it comes to your community, uh, 
you you've also been involved with Jackson, Mississippi, although you're from Laurel, Mississippi. What is your relationship like with Jackson? Uh well, I got a couple friends out in Jackson that uh we kind of talk every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Uh I've actually been to the Jackson Music Awards and met a lot of people. Uh so I'm 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 stepping my toes in the water to see to see if it's cold or if it's warm. Uh-huh. So, uh, I'm slowly making my way that way. Uh so hopefully it'll be a good good place for me to be also. So being at the JMAs, you know, I saw you live and you was doing your thing and you was connecting with some people. You know, tell us about some new relationships you was able to build just attending the event. Uh, I met Mr. Castro Coleman uh, as soon as I walked through the door. And uh, I actually do one of his covers from songs called Juke Joint because I like to take it back. I'm a, I got an old song. I tell him all the time, can I take you back to the color purple? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on my mind. Hey. So uh, I asked him. I, I'm I'm a I'm a type of person where if I see the person and I cover their song, I'm not just gonna cover anybody's song. It's gotta have something to do with what I have going on with my song, and it helps me tell the story. So I asked him, man. I said, uh, look, man, I like to ask. Uh, do you mind me covering your song? He said, man, rip it up. And uh, we exchanged number, man. We talked a little bit. Also, I got in connection with uh, a drummer that I knew from back uh, maybe six years ago uh, named Stan Dixon, mm-hmm. uh, a phenomenal drummer. The only drummer that I know to get up, can get on stage by himself and do an hour show and sing and play the drums at the same time. Uh, so I connected with him also. Uh, Mr. J1, uh, we connected. Uh, I know a couple people from around, uh, Mr. Breeze. Miss Breeze, Mr. Do Too Much. Um, mm-hmm. We took a picture and connected. Uh, King Russell. It's a, it's a lot of people who showed me love. Jeter Jones. Matter of fact, I was in uh, Columbia, Mississippi with Jeter Jones uh, that Saturday. And uh, I met him again. I saw him again at the Jackson Music Awards. So it's a lot of people been showing me love. Uh, I've had a lot of uh, people not show me love too, but it's all good. I ain't tripping on it. You know what? Uh, Jeter Jones and It's Karma was, uh, well, actually, Jeter Jones was, when I built my platform, um, he was the first interview I did on my platform. Uh, Our conversation was, I was supposed to interview him on the radio station that I was on, and uh, I had actually just left that radio station to go to another radio station, and I was like, hey, Jeter, I was like, I know I'm supposed to have you on the radio for an interview, but I need you to step out on faith and be the first person I interview on my podcast. And he said, what's your last name? I said, Jones. He said, what's my last name, Jones? He said, well, we got to stick together. Just let me oh, know yeah. the day in the time. And that was kind of my introduction into Southern Soul. And then after that, it was It's Karma and other people and you know so i'm just always grateful to him you know just for stepping out on faith because look where i'm at now and i'm only gonna get bigger so (laughs) and i'm always gonna give the respect to him for being the first interview on felicia's madcap podcast so he's a great guy i like him yes ma'am real cool dude i still hey 
Jeter Jones, if you're watching, I got I got your uh, T-shirt on the way. I need you to inbox me with your address. Uh, he loved that Greenwood whiskey also. So uh, inbox me your address so I can get it to you, man. So we were talking about one of your songs earlier um, after The Gold Digger. Which one was that? Uh, I think we was talking about, hey, Mr. Truck Driver with the lot liver. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and give y'all a little taste of it. Let me tell y'all about this woman. Man, this woman at the truck stop, she did some things. Mm, mm, mm. After a long day of trucking, trucking out in these streets, I pulled over at the truck stop. To give me something good to eat I heard a knock at the door Just as I was going to sleep I looked out the window at this lady And she was staring at me And she said Hey, Mr. Truck Driver Yeah y'all y'all got to get a little piece of hey mr truck driver so listen when you wrote that song can you tell us a little bit about what was behind that song uh well with me like i said i like to tell a story and uh the story i was telling for was for my truck drivers you know uh i always say a lot of truck drivers uh we don't have anything really to call our own. So uh, I took everybody in the mind of, of a truck driver and uh, just kind of started telling the story. Uh, I was at a little country truck stop, uh, just trying to get something good to eat on my 34 hour reset. And uh, here come a lady knocking on my door. And you know what you want it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna call her a gold digger, but uh, she came in, you know, she trying to feed her family or whatever the case may be. So she knocked on the door and I looked out the window and she was just staring at me and I knew what she wanted. And she told me, hey, Mr. Truck Driver, I heard you had 34 hours. I can be anything, anything you want in me. But one thing she said, you gotta pay that fee. If you want to, you gotta pay that fee. I don't know, hey, like Arthur Young said, uh, had to run in the $40 just to get it in. 
had to run mm. that run that bread. So, so it's safe to say that as a truck driver, y'all do run into a lot of offers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to admit it or not, y'all, he ran into a lot of offers. So uh, my thing is this, you know, what's your next step? You know, where you see yourself from now? Oh, honestly, uh, I just see myself just keep grinding, doing, doing my best at what I'm doing. I mean, I don't know what tomorrow holds, like I say, but I know who holds tomorrow. But as long as I got the faith, uh, the Lord will take me above and beyond where I actually want to be. And he's done that already. Like, you never would have told me in a million years that I'd be sitting here doing an interview mm-hmm. uh, on a podcast. Or you never in a million years would I have... Uh, four or five songs out or whatever the case might be. Never in a million years would I be branded or have met the people I've met. So uh, I'm just taking it all in and taking it one day at a time, but I'm also realizing that uh, I don't want to live in the moment. I don't want to get comfortable. Uh, people tell you can tell you all the time, hey, you're blowing up, you're blowing up. That's cool. I mean, if you feel like I'm blowing up, that's cool. But uh, I actually told somebody, when you see me blowing up again, take a picture of it so I can see it because, I mean, I don't see it. I just love making good music. I love performing. Uh, It's a a stress reliever for me. When I get on stage and I'm able to do everything I do, provided that when I get done, I might need some Epsom salt or mm-hmm. I need to be rubbed down real good. Oh, joints be kicking in. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I enjoy it and I love to see the smile on people's faces and I meet you where you are. Uh, I love to get down where my people are and meet them where they are and talk to them and sing to them because uh, some people might say, ah, oh, man, he talked too much during his uh, shows, but... Uh, I just like to interact with my people and have a conversation with them so that they can understand my music and understand what I'm saying, you know? So, uh, Hey, it's, it's, it's just a stress reliever for me. Let's talk about your accomplishments. You know, what's some things that you've been able to, and we want to go step by step over the years, you know, from first to, to now, you know, what are some things that you found that you've done in your community or, with other organizations to actually make a difference out here? Oh, uh, well, I have a platform that uh, I'm trying my best to use. I use Black Wall Street of music a lot, and I use Black Wall Street, period. Uh, I did a live a couple of days ago, and I said, uh, for anybody that has a business or anybody that has anything, all I ask, is uh you comment your business on the inside of my comments and share it uh reason being is because if each person that put a business uh in my comments if each one of them share at least one time uh you don't know how many people can be reached uh so say if 10 people come in it and 10 people share it that might be 10 people for each one person that shared it or so each hundred people that it reach, yeah. There you go, there you go. So uh, I try to use my platform to help out as much as possible. Uh, I'm actually trying to uh, 
do things in my community as far as giving back uh, here soon. Uh, I want to be able to go to the schools and talk to the kids. And uh, I'm actually uh, in talks with my barber. My barber, mm-hmm. like, they've been eight years. We've been through stuff together. Uh, you can only imagine. And uh, mm-hmm. he was kind of telling me the other day there's a mentorship that uh, he'd like to get into and he'd like for me to do it also. I told him, man, you just let me know and I'm there. Because uh, if we can start putting in and investing now what we have into our young black men, the whole cycle is possible to change. Even if it's one or two right. change, you know what I'm saying? It'll reach them because thing about it is and a lot of a lot of young boys out here don't have a father figure or a father in their life you know so uh i've actually been in a situation to where i've tried it on my own uh provided that you know what i'm saying i did the best i could with what i had at the time but uh i still made a difference because even though they were doing what they were doing you still see a little bit of you that you put into them mm-hmm. uh, come out so uh now that I have the opportunity again, I'm all for it, and uh, I'm just I'm just excited to be able to do anything to give back or to help another person out, especially when it comes to our young black men. Because, like I said, I have a son, and I'm pouring into him daily as much as possible. When he gets home in a few minutes, he probably gonna bust out here in the door and say, "Daddy, what you doing?" So, uh, and he'll be ready to talk to me about what happened in school and. Have him him being able to do do that, people don't understand, uh, is actually giving them a safe haven. Uh, right. Parents should have a relationship with their child to where they feel like they can talk to them about anything. And right. I can honestly say my son just about talks to me about anything from Iron Man to Spider-Man to the Hulk to music, whatever it is, comes to his mind. The first thing he going to ask is either where my daddy at or I want to talk to my daddy. So that warms my heart a lot. And people that know me, they know when they see me, they see my son. So uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a major part of what I do also. So when we go to talking about, you know, doing something to give back to the community as far as mentoring the, the, the young boys, um, Felicia's Madcap Podcast is uh, basically volunteering with the Boys and Girls Club here in Jackson, Mississippi. And so um, what I was doing was teaching them how to podcast, uh, how to do podcasts and all that kind of stuff, how to speak strongly, hold the head up. And um, they were able to find my service useful because at the end of their graduation with the Girls and Boys the Boys and Girls Club, they have to do a speech and they have to be confident. Well, um, on top of that, they also asked that if I could get um, some of the artists that I interviewed to show up and actually speak to the kids. So that would be something that uh, definitely could be something could be worked out where you can show up, surprise the kids and hey, and, you know, have your little bling bling on and they're going to be like, oh, he must be rich. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy how kids can look at you and think so big of you. Yes, ma'am. Even when we feel like we're not big enough, to them, we're 
everything. Everything. And I remember when my kids was like, Mama, you must be rich. And I'm like, if you only knew. <laughs> but that's the whole thing about, you know, being connected with kids and showing up for them. They give you that extra inspiration that adults can give you. Right. So outside of that, um, have there been some things that you've worked on, projects in your community already, events you've already attended? Tell us about that because we need to hear about that. Um, I actually used to work in uh, public housing uh, years before I started driving. And uh, I've done a couple of things there, uh, a lot of things there, to be honest. Uh, they have different programs to, uh, from helping families get home uh, to during COVID. Uh, we actually gave out boxes of food uh, to all the residents and whoever else came up. Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, they do what's called a night out against crime here in Hattiesburg. For mm-hmm. uh, my first year there, uh, I actually got my barber, like I said, a seven, eight, nine, ten years. Uh, he came out and gave out a few free haircuts. Uh, I even dibbled and dabbed a little bit in trying to cut hair uh once before so uh it's a it's a lot of co- it's a it's a couple things that i've done like i said now that i have my own platform i looking at trying to do more uh i don't just want to do it though on holidays or mm-hmm. uh around the time that stuff is supposed to be done uh i actually want to be able to do it uh often rather mm-hmm. than for example around election time the only time you see people that's getting elected doing something in the community hey, is when they're just, trying to get a vote uh, i just I said that last that night person because first of all i'm probably not finna run for no uh office anyway but uh i just want to be able to do uh on occasional uh do stuff for the kids because i'm a big kid lover uh i love the kids and uh as much as i can do possible if anybody would like to partner with me to do this, you see that phone number right there? It says booking information for JL Thompson Music. That's JJ. Hit JJ in his inbox. Hit me in my inbox. Call the phone number, anything. If you would like to help me uh, do anything in the community, uh, just hit my line. Like I said, me and my barber, uh, we're very big on something like that. Matter of fact, this, just this past weekend, uh, he gave out free haircuts going back to school. And uh, you should have seen how packed the barbershop was. And uh, I I couldn't, I couldn't cut hair. I don't have a license, but I did my part uh, as much as possible. I went in there, helped him out, sweep the floor, put the trash out. Whatever I could do to kind of help out, I did. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just, it's all a part of giving back. So uh, as much as possible. I want to be able to give back, especially to the kids. And uh, I've actually thought about I didn't get to do it last year, but during Christmas time, like I said, I just don't want to do it during the holidays. Uh, I'm actually thinking about going into some of the nursing homes because uh, we already know they can't really just get out like talking about. But I've had the idea to do it uh, for a while. Matter of fact, me and my drummer, who's a pastor, uh we've actually talked about going into the nursing home and doing something for them because i mean we do blues shows out here all the time why not take a uh a, a, a band and go in there 
if they allow us and do a little show for them because that'll bring so much joy to them. So, right. uh, I mean, cause you got to think about it. We're going to get old one day and there's no guarantee that our children is. They're going to take care of us. So, uh, I mean, we just want to be able to spread a little love, a little bit of everywhere. I mean, you got to show love in order to get love. So, right. Well, I want y'all to stay tuned. We're going to listen to Big Old Truck Driver. So y'all stay tuned and we'll be right back. been seeing everybody on Facebook talking about get you a big truck driver. And you know what? I'ma have to agree with them. You need to get you a big truck driver. I'm a big truck driver. I love what I do. And you better believe my woman does too. She loves to ride when I go from state to state. And she give me good loving Mr. JL back and um, we are just going to talk about Mr. Big Truck Driver. Actually, we already have, but that's just a reminder, y'all, of what uh, he loves doing and all the things that he's encountered. So I'm going to let you guys listen to one more song here and it's Take a Shot, right? Let's take a shot. Um, you're muted. Okay, there you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I Okay, so what were you saying? I said, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, take a shot. Okay, yeah, we're going to listen to take a shot real fast, y'all. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, yeah. Come on, y'all know what time it is. Y'all go ahead and grab them shot glasses. Call all your friends, call your homeboy. Come on, tell them. Come on, take a shot. It's been a long, long I work for a little pay. Now it's finally the weekend. Yeah. I'm gonna go out and do my thing. I'ma go to my favorite spot. 
a DJ playing Johnny Taylor and OB. Can somebody tell the bartender to please pull up a side for me? Yeah. Oh, Come on, pull me up beside the bartender. Can you feel it to the top? To the bartender. Said I'm looking at my watch and I think it's time to take a shot. Yeah. Come on, pull me up beside the bartender. Can you feel it to the top? Yeah. Said I'm looking at my watch and I think it's time to take a shot. Tell the DJ to turn me up, turn me up. Cause I'm feeling this liquor in my cup. Tell the bartender, pull me another round. Two shots of Hitney or two shots of the Apple Crown, yeah. All right, y'all. Two shots of Henny or two shots of the Apple Crown. You know, I like I like both of them. I like both of them. So, are you a a, a big drinker? Uh, I used to be. I had yeah. to slow down as I got older. So, uh, yeah, I used to be. I I partake from time to time, but it's nothing major. Okay, so we need to get to some real nitty gritty stuff. So, um. We talked about a few things that you've done in your community. You. Uh, have you ever been recognized for anything? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay, so is there, has there, it will not come out. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been recognized for anything? Uh, recognized as far as? You know, uh, artist of the year or anything uh, like that. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, I've actually been, uh, I guess you can say, in the game uh, mm -hmm. for about five, six months now. And uh, a lot of stuff has already kind of been already established. But mm -hmm. probably next year I'll be in a couple of them categories. So y'all be on the lookout. If there's any awards, things coming up, whatever it is. Y'all vote J.L. Thompson for New Artist of the Year or Song of the Year or... So uh, have there been have there been any uh, major events that you've actually performed at? Uh, yes, ma'am. I actually, uh, I did the Denim and Diamonds uh, in Columbia, Mississippi. Uh, it was a, a handful of major artists on it. Uh, we had Lamarris Williams, Chris Ivey, Big Yayo, uh, Jeter Jones, uh, mm -hmm. Willie Clayton, uh, Cam Wolf, uh, and uh, I think that Jew Evans, Jew Evans also. So mm -hmm. uh, all those people that I named are are people that actually headline their own shows, and for me to be on the show with them uh, was a blessing. Also, I did a show with uh, Krishonda Elkers, uh, Dave Mack, uh, and Bobby Rush here recently, uh, mm -hmm. and, and Jenny B. So uh i had a good couple weeks here heavy a strong couple weeks here and uh also i seen background with stacy adams uh so uh i was able to do calvin richardson's uh artist showcase in the hill mississippi 
uh, it kind of came to an on the spot type thing. Uh, mm-hmm. He was like, hey, take your music to the DJ. And I was like, huh? And he was like, take your music to the DJ. You're going to go on before BMG artists do. So uh, that all kind of worked in my favor. So uh, I, I've been blessed, like I said, here in this music uh, so far. Uh, meeting the right people and being with the right people to put me in uh, good positions to be able to grow throughout the music. Right. So being that you've been a part of, because you name the different people, um, who do you see yourself working with next as an artist? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, that's a real good question. Uh, to be honest, I, I really never thought about it. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I was told by a uh, another artist is you kind of want to get a name on your own so that nobody can say, ah, oh, man, that song wasn't what it was if it wasn't for such and such. Or mm-hmm. it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be where you are if it wasn't for such and such, which I don't have a problem. I mean, it is what it is. Whoever gets on whatever song, if it does what it does, it might have been because of them. I'm not tripping, but at the same time, I kind of want to put the work in on my own and try to build my own name before I start getting recognition off another artist. But if I had to, if I had to, uh, it's a handful of people that I would love to do uh, songs with. Uh, preferably, uh, I didn't mention that uh, my mom's people are actually from law. But my dad's people are actually from Bassfield, so my actual uh, favorite blues artist from the start has always been Krishonda Elkins and LJ Elkins. Okay. Uh, I've actually had the pleasure of playing for uh, Krishonda Elkins uh, for a year or two, and uh, I've actually played for LJ once, and I've actually played for their mom, Miss Mary Elkins, uh, at her church and uh, on a quartet event that she put on. So. If I had to, uh, those would be one of the first people that I do it with because they've always been a part of my blues life or my blues career from the start. So, uh, I mean, who better to do it with than from somebody from your, I wouldn't say Bassville is my hometown, but I spend a lot of time. Still, there, uh, yeah. 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 So that's not, I always say it like this. Laura is my city. My city roots and my country roots is Bashville, so uh, that's who I that's who I would would start out with. I didn't even know Laura would be considered anything close to a city, but hey, <laughs> let's get to it. Yeah. But um, so, is it safe to say that right now, since you're building your foundation? you're not really just trying to draw screens off of anyone else's work. You're just focusing on your work as a solo artist. And then once you've established your, your work and your fan base, then you'll be looking to uh, being open to work with other artists. Right. Right. Cause okay. uh, I never want to be one of those people that seem like they pull in the coattail because that's easily, that's, that's a, uh, uh, a name or whatever you, whatever you might say. Uh, people be quick to say, oh, you pulling a coattail. And uh, I tell my manager all the time, man, I don't want to seem like I'm pulling nobody's coattail. But an artist once told me, 
Uh, matter of fact, it was a radio lady that told me, uh, you're not necessarily pulling a coattail, but still, uh, I don't want to seem like uh, I'm pulling a coattail to get where I want to be. Because to be honest, uh, my ultimate goal is to be able to be booked every weekend and uh, traveling with my band everywhere. Uh, like I said, LJ is one of one of my biggest, uh, my favorite artists, and I watched him. I watch him a lot because he's an all band show. Every show he does is all band, and uh, I've learned like people are more prone to come and see an all band show rather than a track show. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a track show. I do a track show any day. So if you got you want me to come do a track show, just hit my line. I come do a track show, but it's easier to put on a better show, and I can give you different different things from me uh, with the band show because uh, it's e- I'm not gonna say it's easier to showcase the talent, but uh, I can give you more outside of my track with a band than I can with my track. So okay. Well, that's perfectly said. Um, we also have your booking information up here. And um, what what kind of space do you have to be in when you're writing your your lyrics and doing your music? Uh, to be honest, uh, there is no specific space. Uh, I can be driving, which most of my songs that I've written, I was driving because uh, at times I get tired of listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. Sit and ride and be in my thoughts. And uh, matter of fact, before I got here, uh, I think I wrote a, about three songs coming from Meridian back to <laughs> it's not good. Back to uh, back to uh, what's up, man? Okay, I'm on the podcast. I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay? We can say hey to him too if hey, you come want. Come in, come in, come in, come in. You want to be on the podcast with me? You ain't gonna be shy, are you? Uh-uh. Come on. Ah. <laughs> hey, little man. Hey. Hi. That's Cam. Okay, hi, Cam. Don't be shy. Don't run. You look like you're about to run. You about to run? No? Okay, because <laughs> we need you to stay right here. So um, now that we've kind of got to the nitty-gritty of who you are as an artist, you know, and what push you pushes you is actually sitting in your lap your son and um i mean is there someone that you completely dream of working with that you haven't worked with yet oh i think it's on everybody's list just because uh the man seems like a musical genius uh king george is taking the world about storm right now. Oh yeah. Like it seemed like everything he put his hands on and everything he sang becomes a hit. Uh yeah. I actually went and did my research back uh on King George. Uh he got a couple rap albums out also and they sound good. He actually used to go by the name Young Holiday. And uh mm-hmm. like even some of the rap songs that I've heard like they're pretty good. If he re-released them or if people went and looked them up, it probably wouldn't be no reason they wouldn't be on the radio. So uh King George is a major person. Uh if I could go back in the day and grab somebody, 
uh, it would probably be Johnny Taylor because I mean the uniqueness in the songs he did and in his voice and uh, his style mm-hmm. uh, matches a lot of what I do. Uh, and like I said, LJ Elkins is another one because I'm big on uh, band performances. So uh, I could go on and on and yeah. on and on and on, but uh, really I'm pretty much open to being able to work with anybody that's willing to work with me because hey you never know what can come out of what we might do now once you get as big as you want to be as an artist is there a certain place you desire to live with your family uh to be honest as long as i'm somewhere with a whole bunch of land and i got a studio it, it really don't even matter I wouldn't mind staying in Mississippi all my life, but uh, if the Lord see fit for me to move and go somewhere else, I don't mind. Uh, pretty much everything that I've established is here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, I got my company. Uh, Let's talk about your company. Yes, ma'am. What's the What's the name of your company? T uh, Three Express Trucking. Okay, yes, and ma'am. and and tell us a little bit about all that you do. Um. Basically, uh, I'm local now. Uh, I uh, pull for a company called SA Recycling here in Hattiesburg. Uh, pull scrap metal with an end dump. And uh, I'm pretty much at home every night. Uh, so I'm making pretty decent money. I mean, I'm not trying to get rich as long as I can live comfortable. That's all that matters to me. And uh, like I said before, as long as I can go get him a happy meal, even though he don't eat it half the time. Uh, I'm pretty cool with that also. So uh, I love what I do. Uh, I get up every morning not feeling like uh, it's a job because it's something I love to do. And also it's blessing me to be able to do music. So, uh, hey, it is what it is. I actually named it T3 Express uh, because of me, my wife, and my son. But I think we're going to be in trouble here in the next however many months we got left because he or she is going to be like, uh, <laughs> y'all named this company and I wasn't involved. You're going to so have to rename the company. Yeah, I might yeah. have to rename it. So, uh, but it's all good. Uh, I just, I just didn't intend on uh, having another child, but until but later have. on. But Sometimes it happens for the greater good. Oh yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Let's talk about your educational background. You know, did you ever attend college or anything? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, I attended. Uh, what I high school did you go to? Laurel High School, mm. home of the Laurel Golden Tornadoes. Hey, check us out. We're going to state this year. <laughs> so what, what college did you attend? Uh, I went to Jones. Uh, I also, I'm currently enrolled at William Carey. Uh, mm. I'm pursuing health administration uh, and education. Uh, I'm actually a senior, so uh, I'll be finished with that pretty soon. Uh, also, I got my PDL. Uh, I also want, I wouldn't mind going back to school because a dream of mine has always to been for, to work for Mississippi Power. Uh, I have an electrical certification through Pearl River. Uh, I think that's it. You name it, I can do it. I also want to go get my barber license. So uh, you name it, I want to be able to do it. 
So, I know that's right. I, I don't want to be like I always say, I keep saying that because I want to show my son anything you want to do in life, no matter what anybody says, you can do it. So uh, with me having electrical certification, me being able to play the piano, uh, me being able to have my own trucking company, me being able to uh, attend college and graduate college. Also on top of that. Did you graduate college? Uh, I haven't graduated yet. I'm, I got. Wait, wait, what's your graduation date? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Will it be next year? Uh, we're gonna shoot for next year. Uh, okay. I got a lot going on right now, but uh, I'll be getting back into it. So uh, that's my plan for next year, so that I can show him, hey, anything you want to do in life, regardless of what it is. Uh, I'm a prime example, and also his mom, uh, she graduated from USM. So uh -huh. he has two people that he can look at and say, hey, if I want to do it, my mom and my dad did it. So, so what's your wife's name? Uh, Brandy Thompson. Okay. Yes, May want to make sure we include her yes, and make sure we get some pictures of you guys together to put yes, in your magazine blog as well. Yes, so um, I definitely want to make sure we wrap this up, you guys. We are over our hour, but we have definitely touched in on a lot of great things. We got one more song for you guys to listen to, and we're going to wrap it up. Yes, ma'am. Something, uh, I was talking. Uh, uh I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's actually something me and another guy is working on. Uh, this oh. wife is a song that I wrote for my wife. Uh, that's why I was wondering. I was wondering because the 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 flyer actually has "beautiful wife," but right. then the song says "you're so beautiful." I'm sorry. I let your secret out before you even. Get <laughs> But we gotta talk to JJ because that's what was sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad we didn't play it all the way. So, um, is there anything else you would like to share with the people before we go? Oh, uh, just book me. Also, uh, I'm branded with a, a all black whiskey company out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, by way of Oklahoma, called Greenwood Whiskey. Yes, it's forest by us, so y'all go check it out. If, if you anywhere it's not so, go to your local uh liquor store wherever you go and buy your drinks and uh tell them, Hey, we need Greenwood whiskey in there and put the pressure on. Them. Uh, you can also go to greenwoodwhiskey.com and they have three or four different brands that you can buy. So 
Just tell us a little bit about how did you get tied in with creating your own whiskey? Uh, well, what happened? Uh, actually, when I wrote the song "Take a Shot," it hadn't even been released yet. And uh, shout out to Miss Miradora, the diva then. Uh, she's been working with me very heavy on my music and promotion and connecting me with people. Like I said, I never thought past doing the music, but uh, she has a nephew that is actually the co-founder of uh, Greenwood Whiskey. And she sent them my song and uh, they loved it. And it all went from there. Uh, they hit me up, we talked, we talked. And the official meeting was a couple weeks ago. I met them in Columbia. And I also met them the week after that in uh, New Orleans at a, a tasting that they had going on. So now we're branded together. We're working together. Uh, they're pushing me and I'm pushing them. Uh, so uh, it's a blessing to me. Uh, they say, I'm not sure how true it is. They say I'm the first artist, Southern Soul artist, Soul Blue artist to be branded with a major liquor company. Uh, if that's true, I'm grateful to God. Yeah, so far that I know is true. Well, I'm grateful to God. Hopefully that gives everybody else another reason to book me because if I come, Greenwood Whiskey is coming with me. Uh, they like to do tastings at my events that I do. Uh, matter of fact, we was in Columbia and uh, we basically shut the whole VIP section down because, hey, we was passing out free shots or whatever the case. So uh, I'm just grateful because, like I said, I prayed for something, but the Lord blessed me above and beyond what I prayed for. And uh, it's nowhere but up from here. So uh, I'm grateful to Mr. KG, Mr. Greg, Mr. Uh, James, uh, all the guys that I met with Greenwood Whiskey for actually considering me to be a brand ambassador. Uh, I've introduced it to a lot of uh, Southern Soul artists, and uh, they love it also. Uh, Mr. Lamars Williams, uh, I introduced it to him. Uh, Big Yayo, me and him actually did a tasting on uh, TikTok together, where he was talking about it, the taste of it, and uh, I was introducing it to him. Uh, Chris Ivey, uh, Jeter Jones loved it. Uh, me and uh, Ken Wolf actually took a picture in front of the banner. So uh, they've shown me a lot of love. And what I like about them uh, is, you know, a lot of people get around you and they act like they don't know who you are. Right. And, uh, that kills me. And I never want to be that type of person. But uh, as soon as I walk through the gate or as soon as uh, Mr. Greg or Mr. KG see me, or Mr. James Senior, they knew exactly who I was, provided that I did have my JL chain on, so it's kind of hard to miss. But right. the simple fact of uh, they greeted me, uh, we took pictures, uh, we talked, uh, and we're both working for each other. That's all uh, a part of the Black Wall Street, the history behind it. Oh, of course. Uh, what I want to do is start that movement to where, like I said, uh, why can't us as Black people work together, buy from each other, and recycle money through us. And they do it all the time. We all know who they is. So Especially and, in Mississippi. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, there's no reason why we can't have our own cities like we once had before. 
all it is all it is is us getting together changing our mindset and actually sitting down with each other getting to understand because the thing about it is what folks don't understand is that we're all the same mm-hmm. we're all going through the same thing if you look on facebook you see so many different businesses and boutiques and uh food and all everything so the simple fact of if we all came together and bought from each other recycled our money through each other there's no reason why we shouldn't have our own city our own state maybe our own world if we if if everybody got on the same mindset so uh i'm very big on the black wall street and i say i want to be the black wall street of music black wall street period because if i can take my platform and help somebody else then somebody else should be willing to take their platform and help me and the cycle should just keep going on and on from there right well we definitely loved having you on felicia's madcap podcast today and it was such an honor to have the first artist with his own branded whiskey right here on my show great things are definitely coming your way make sure all of you guys refer your friends and family to me because i'm here to tell the story behind the artist the business owner the survivor everyday stories are welcome right here on felicia's madcap podcast and again we love you we appreciate you i definitely appreciate you because you are supporting my family and my business and it's been an honor to work for you and with you so you just keep doing what you gotta do hey you too you too i appreciate uh, it bye little man but i want you to tell us how tell everybody how to follow you one more time before we go Okay, you can follow me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, at JL Thompson Music. Uh, My music is on all platforms. Uh, JL Thompson, uh, Big Truck Driver, Take a Shot. Hey, Mr. Truck Driver, all you got to do, you can even find me on Google and Alexa. All you got to do is say, Alexa, play JL Thompson, Big Truck Driver, and they'll play it. Uh, You can find me pretty much anywhere. Uh, hey, and my booking information, you can give JJ a call at 601-695-7195. Also, you can hit me in my inbox. 7169, I'm sorry. Also, you can hit me in my inbox. You can hit my music page inbox. You can hit me on my Instagram inbox. You can hit JJ's inbox. You can pretty much find me anywhere. Trust me. Like uh, uh, Dion Sanders said, I ain't hard to find. Right. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, we will talk to you later. Y'all be blessed. Yes, ma'am. Y'all be blessed. Appreciate hey, guys. It's your girl, DJ Pressure, with Felicia's Mad Cow Podcast, where making a difference can apply pressure. Mad Cow Podcast's mission is to tell the story behind the artist, business owner, and the everyday survivor while highlighting our kids. Mad Cow Podcast vision is to be a platform where artists, business owners, and survivors can connect nationwide while giving you information on the latest celebrity news, live interviews, financial tips, community updates, and events. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok, Felicia's Mad Cow Podcast. And you can also visit the website, www.feliciasmadcowpodcast.com. Why you ain't fuck with me when I...